Welcome to Business and Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Bratzo Pobridge. This episode is sponsored by Life Success Academy, a place where you recreate your business and personal happiness. So today, I'm really, really excited. I have a positive psychology master coach and the founder and owner of Your Positive Coaching my friend, Malcolm Clark. Malcolm, buddy, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Bratso? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, you know, I wanted us to talk today about, um, you know, as, as you know, this podcast is all about business and happiness, but it's also about your personal happiness. And uh, I wanted us to talk about the uh, positive psychology tools and all the toolbox that you gain, uh, how do they impact, if so, your life and uh, possibly even your business? And actually, you know, what did transform in your life? So what was the transformation for you first by applying, you know, learning first and then applying these tools? So it'll be just discussion. So what do you think? Well, the tools have, um, they've given me, if I can say, uh, it's, um, it's a way and a sense of belief because with the tools, I know that I can now deal with situations in ways that I didn't think of before. And it's, um, it's almost like it's given me extra armor and extra strength along the way of, uh, through my life journey and through what I want to achieve. So, I mean, for example, where we've got tools for gratitude, you know, there's, um, you know, there's general ways and habits that, can, you know, that I can now use to make me uh, happier during life. And if I'm happier, it will have a knock-on effect with people uh, that are in my immediate circle and whatnot. So it's, um, for me, it's feeling equipped and feeling able to... Uh, deal with day-to-day life in a more positive manner, which is uh, crucial. You know, you said something really interesting. You mentioned word belief. So how did this help you? What did change in your belief system in anything while applying and, and now living these tools, if you will? Well, for me, it's before I would, if I say like, before I would sort of live life and what happened, happened, and I felt like there was no control over how I reacted to certain things. But with the tools that uh, I have at my disposal, should I say, it's, I realize if I'm feeling a certain way with certain things, I can delve into a toolbox and possibly use this, or I could be more grateful for that, or if I've got a new challenge, what I'm not too sure how to break down, I can take it in smaller steps and get uh, get smaller wins and smaller gains from it. So um, for me, it's the ability to have tools that obviously aren't physical tools, but they're tools that I can use, which, which will end up uh, making my, you know, making life easier. So it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, so, sorry, go ahead. Like Aaron, it's it's just being equipped with intangible tools, you know, tools that can't be seen, but I know they're there and anyone who understands uh, or has used positive psychology or uses it in their life understands that, you you know, you're equipped with uh, 
the tools that are sort of unknown to people that are uh, unaware of positive psychology, if that makes sense. Got it. So, so let's let's mention, uh, I'm sure there are folks who, you know, a positive psychology might be new to them. So let's mention a couple of tools that you use in your life and uh, how did that transform your life? So like some, like if you have some specific examples and like a pick a specific tool and walk us through, how did it help you? Well, small wins and small gains is, I love it. It's, um, it's for every new thing that comes into uh, my life. I say every new thing or any, any challenge of any sort. So. Can, can you explain that? for folks who don't know what you and I know? Yeah. And uh, a lot of our friends who went through the same course know in the program. But can you explain for the folks who don't know what are the small wins? Sure. Well, I, I like to, because as you know, I'm very much into sports and sports are a big part of my life. I, I like to use the example of if we were running, say, for example, trying to tackle 10K. Now, if you've never run before, or it's very new to you, you probably wouldn't want to go just straight for a 10K run. And if you do, and the folks, if they do for 10K, at least, you know, what do you think that would happen? So then we'll come to small wins again. What do you think if they say, you know, if I now go for 10K run, it's probably like one or two things is going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I would say if they went for a 10K one, there's a good chance that they could complete it, but it may feel like it's the worst thing or the most daunting challenge they've ever had in their life and they never want to do it again. That's or, it. Right? Yeah, or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they might go for it and not complete, fall short and give up on any sort of chance of running in the future. That they have. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So that's exactly what's going to happen when we take a big goal that we are absolutely not ready for it. All right. So either we give up or we... Uh, uh, we feel like so terrible at the end that we'll never do it again. So thanks, thanks for explaining. I think this is really important for people because some people take these huge goals and they just think they can do it, not and being not prepared, just like with our muscles, right? We not have your body ready. Uh, uh, How would you then recommend to do instead by using the small wins? With the small wins, it's um, if you're if this if it's a task or a goal that you're taking on by yourself, then I would I think it's important to be uh, realistic and grounded. So this is where I'd use grounded optimism, which is another another tool. So we'll, we'll, it, we'll, we'll come to grounded optimism yeah. as well. We'll explain or you will explain that to people when we finish small wins. It's I think it's important to be like this is where I am I've never run right for example I've never run 10k before so is it you know am I really going to be able to get through this 10k and if I can how how am I going to be afterwards so maybe the best thing to do is to start off at a smaller distance which I know I can cover which has been maybe it's a challenge or maybe it's not a challenge maybe it's just for you to record that I know that I can complete this distance so we might even start off with 1K if we've never run before. You know, or and then maybe we'll go for 2K or 1.5K. So it's getting the small wins along the way, which are evidence that I can work towards this goal or work towards this target. I've got proof because I know I've just yes. run 1K. You know, yes. it's, uh, 
Yes. So what happens in our mind and our body if we take that 1K or even, you know, 100 meters, whatever it is, you know, really small step. What happens after that 1K that was kind of easy for us to do? What, what do you think happens, you know, our mind and our body? We get that reward. We get that reward. We get that hit of dopamine, um, yeah. which, no, which is that feel-good drug. That feel exactly. Good drug that, uh, exactly. So get that dopamine. Now we go, hey, I can do this. Tomorrow I can run, you know, 1.5K or whatever it is, 1.2. And we just little by little with the small wins, we build that. Um, is this something, I assume this is something that you are, uh, started already working, or you will be working with your clients in, the, uh, you know, in your uh, coaching arena, which is a sport as well as, you know, other 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 areas, right? Yes, yeah, it will be because I think, and obviously you, you'll know, um, there's always the chance of when people start something new, and they can be like all of us, we can be very excited to get into it, and maybe even over eager. So we may want to just go for this and go for that and keep, and it's almost like, well, let's take it slowly. Let's get the small wins and build it up slowly. So, you know, like I said, there's the evidence. We've got the, uh, the you know, we've got that uh, staying power because we don't want to uh, burn and guess ourselves out straight away. So we, it's, I will be, you know, the small wins will, I think it keeps us in check and keeps us, you know, in yeah. line steadily to focus on the path yes. we need to get to. Yes, yes, yes. So, so now, now that we explained this to people, let's now move to, you mentioned grounded optimism. And I'm thinking, let's stick with the same example that you gave. You know, somebody's running this, wants to run this 10K. Um, how will that grounded optimism help uh, with that? So, and I just want to say, you know, rather than just saying, yes, of course I can do this, this is it. How will grounded, instead of just saying everything will be fine, how will grounded optimism help instead of just optimism? <laughs> um, like what you said, there's, because um, it's usually optimism we hear about. I think in general, you hear about optimism. And I think what goes well in my head when I first heard of uh, uh, optimism, it's a case of, no, think positively, think as positively as you can and get this done and get that done. But is that realistic? Is that realistic for you as a person? doesn't matter about your friends or your family. Is it realistic for you to achieve that in whatever time frame or, or whatever way you've set it out for you, uh, yourself to be? So with the grounded optimism, it's if I do that now or I do, how will it affect me? You know, how, you know, am I really within my capability to do this or get this done now? Right. So, so let's, let's explain to folks a little bit grounded optimism. So basically, we are looking, let's say you want to run a 10K, right? And you know that you have never, you know, you have never accomplished 10K, but then you can look back and say, six years ago, I accomplished, I don't know, 7K. And the reason I did that is because I did this, 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 and that. And you look at all the actions that you did years ago, and now, you know, if you take all these actions, you will reach 7K, right? And all you need to do is now to take more actions to reach to that 10K. Is that something how you would apply this with your clients? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, from that sort of perspective, because it's it's the 
you've got the evidence in the bank or there's the evidence of how it's been done before and you know it can be applied again so it's um and i think it's it's you know it's extremely important to like like we're saying keep grounded with it and not get caught up in being overly positive can i say with it or overly ambitious with it because i think that's where again you allow for yourself to be to get disheartened if you've pushed yourself too hard and something or you've tried to achieve too much um without maybe being equipped to do it or maybe being ready to do it so uh Right, right. So, so no, no, it really makes sense what you said because keep people keep talking about positivity and optimism, and but you really have to be careful because just being overly optimistic, all right, or or overly um, positive, if you will, sometimes it will put us in trouble. Sometimes it will put us in trouble. So we really have to be, we really have to be careful with this, and that's why. You know, when we talk about positive psychology and a lot of folks just think about, oh, okay, you know, you just need to think positive and everything will be fine. And that's really not what we're talking about here. Um, you mentioned another tool that you use in your life. You mentioned gratitude. And, uh, and I'm curious, how does gratitude, what do you do specifically and how did, if you have an example, how did it help you to, to transform anything in your life? I think with gratitude for me, I very much use it. Um, it's almost just step-by-step step during the day in the way of, um, for example, with manners to people and appreciating, it could be the very smallest thing, which uh, could be taken for granted. If, um, uh, for example, if someone has gone out of their way even if it's just to hold, I say, even if it's just to hold a door open for me, the, all these little things. And I'm generally thankful that I've been considered, you know, they've considered to maybe hold on for an extra 10 seconds instead of let the door shut or, you know, um, and little things like that. They, uh, it's, um, for me, it's, it's important to sort of realize and um, be appreciative of that. It could be if, um, and it's something I talk to, uh, teach to my kids a lot and it's, um, be thankful for everything you're given. Be thankful for, because I think it humbles us and I think it makes us appreciate where we are in life or what we're doing in life. And, um, you know, it's, uh, that sort of makes yeah. sense. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, um, in every step, I try and sort of use the gratitude. So I, for me, I don't even see it as something necessarily to do with like sports or with anything whatsoever. It is for me, it's a, uh, everyday occurrence with, uh, with things. I, I, I think that's really the key. I, uh, where I see people uh, either struggle or, struggle or make a mistake, you know, we did in the beginning say, hey, tools and set of tools and toolbox, because that's really how we call them. But, but certain things such as gratitude should really be a way of living. It is not just I'm going to apply the tool of gratitude. It's about way of living, but but also to get to that point, to get to that point, yes, we need to start applying some of these tools and really create a habit so that we can live uh, with more gratitude. Right? It's 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 a process. It doesn't just happen for some people who really haven't really practiced that before. Right. That's very yeah. That's that's uh, very much more 
you know, you've explained it so much better in the way of, it's a way of living. And um, I think that's the sort of key part to it. And I like to journal. And with that, it's been, I think that's Alexa kicking in right there from Google. So Alexa, okay. yeah, look, it often happens. Alexa talks, you know, I have my Alexa sometimes picks up and Google picks up. And don't worry. Just tell her, hey, Alexa, just please let us uh, work on a book. Cool. Yeah, right. Give us a minute, Alexa. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I am um, saying with a, so with a journaling, sorry, I like to, um, again, it's just write down a couple of things that I'm grateful during the day. And that helps for on the days, you know, let's face it, we don't all have a perfect day. We don't have a perfect day every day. No. But I do always believe that there's grains of goodness that we can take out of every day. We may not want to, we may want to just be like, oh, this has been awful. I'm going to write this day off. But there's usually one or two things or even three things that we could think, well, that went better than I thought. Or, you know, maybe that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And I think this all counts and helps because it, you know, it is it shows us that there's always something to be grateful if we really want to find Yes. That. Do you do that at the end of the day or how do you do your uh, gratitude journal? So I do, I journal in the morning, like what I want to do and uh, oh. what I'd like to achieve. But at the end of the, at end of the day, then I will write um, the things that I'm grateful for, the things that went well. Oh, nice. So nice. Yeah, I, I, I like day, So I can reflect at the end of the day on everything as a whole. I, I like it at the end of the day. I, I do the same thing because I think because at the end of the day, we usually think of things that we did not accomplish. We usually think of bad things that happened that day. So if we force ourselves and create this habit of journaling, uh, you know, three, and just for the audience who may not be uh, familiar with this, it's basically just a very simple thing to write down three good things you're grateful for that day. Uh, there are different variations of this uh, exercise, but if you just quickly spend the two minutes, three good things that happened that day, and there are a million things actually that we should be grateful for from, hey, I woke up to, hey, I can walk, I can take a shower, you know, I can eat. I mean, all these things that some people cannot do. We don't think mm -hmm. about it. And, and most people don't think until something happens to them, right? And then they, so let's start thinking now, and hopefully nothing will ever happen to us, but this is what, what creates that uh, uh, appreciation and gratitude for what we have and who we are. Uh, cool. So, so we mentioned the small wins. We mentioned uh, a grounded optimism, which was based on effects rather than just everything will be uh, fine. Uh, now we talked about gratitude and how that can really help us uh, go through the day and uh, really become even you know, happier and, and improve our overall well-being. Is there one thing you might have mentioned, you, you would like to mention, sorry, uh, that you uh, apply and, and maybe maybe like some specific transformation example, if you will? Oh, off the top of the head, I've gone blank now. Um... Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I know you do so many things. But let me ask you this, when you, I know you are you 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 exercise a lot. You go out. You you run. You do. How did you create? Like going back, how did you create these routines? And what made you? Because really, being uh, physically in a good shape is the key. 
and I don't mean, you know, I'm not the athlete, but I, but I exercise every day, mm. right? So what would you suggest to folks who, um, again, who are not athletes, but they need to be in a better shape for, and it's not just physical shape. This is physical and mental, this mental. whole whole being. For me, I think your, you know, what is your why? Your big why is important. You know, what is your reason for doing it? Yeah. No, I think that's, um, that's a huge thing. And that, again, that's something that applies to anything. It's like, why, why are you doing it? What's your motivation? So here's a, here's a fourth tool that you just mentioned. So that's a big why. Finding the reason. And there is usually, uh, there is a why for almost everything that we do. There's a reason that kids go, why? You give them answer, they go, why? You the answer, they go, why, right? And there's the subconscious mind who really wants to get the full picture. And as you mentioned for the exercise, my big why was I didn't, you know, I, I exercised for years and I stopped. And then my big why to start again about 10 years ago was um, I wanted to be around my son and my grandkids as long as I can. And back then I didn't have a grandkids, but I, you know, I do now too. So that was my big why. It's still keep, this is it. This is still my big why for my everyday exercise. And um, with me, it was very much like, again, it's, it's, it's in relation to, um, um, it's like with my kids, I was very, I wanted to be an example, you know, I wanted to be an example of sort of fitness and even protection. I mean, and from yeah. that it's, it's uh, I very much wanted them to see me as a source that could protect them physically as well as sort of mentally in the way of, know look out for them in any sort of way needed and with sports for example there's times I've trained and my uh, boys have sat at the window and they've watched me exercise and they've copied some of the moves and it really sort of not only do I feel like I can physically protect them I, it once I realized it was really um putting on a good example for them and because my boys are well one of them is extremely sporty and the other one will play when he wants and it for me it, it's setting a good example and then I can even take that why further as well. It's like, I want it to be, I guess it's kind of like you fit for life. You know, I want it to be fit enough to be able to perform at my best. So if that's with my children or if that's just in everyday life, it's, um, you know, yeah. it's something I wanted to do because it went from originally just wanting to be physically strong and have big muscles, but you know, that's very sort of superficial, you know, it's, uh, yes. it, goes a lot, it goes a lot deeper than that. And it's it just to be, fit enough to maintain life as well as I can. So. Yes, and usually if it doesn't go deeper, then it doesn't last long. That's, that's, that's what I've seen. What's the, is there like one, you know, final advice um, to folks who would like to maybe learn a little bit more about positive psychology or who still don't know much about it? Or is there one final advice you would like to give them? I don't know if it will count as advice, but it's um, it's what's taken me uh, down the road and it's which, you know, has brought me to know you as well as I have, which I'm grateful for. And that is, don't be scared of the word psychology. Now, the reason I say that is because for many years, psychology was just a clever person's thing for me. And um, I'm thinking if maybe if I think that way, there's surely going to be maybe couple of hundred maybe a couple of thousand people that or even more that feel the same way 
Uh, I just had a yeah. student the other day reached out to me. Absolutely, exact same reason. Exact same reason. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy you, you, you mentioned this. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it's huge because um, if you don't mind me sort of saying, I'm not trying to embarrass you and put you on the spot. No. You allowed, uh, for me, you taught the psychology in a way that I could understand and many other people could understand but it was so in depth and so much to it. And you've allowed and taught people to express it in a way that works for them individually. And from that, that's where I've been able to grow and um, get confidence and create my own sort of vision with it. Because it hasn't been, you haven't taught it in a certain way that this is how you teach it, this is how you teach other people. You've given it to us to go and express it in our way. And that has been the key. And that's why I say about, don't be scared of psychology because Real psychology is teaching it from your own perspective. I mean, as long as you've got fund fundamentals covered and whatnot, then go and teach it through your eyes. And that's what you've allowed. So it's, uh, I'm thankful for that. Thank you so, so much. I, again, I, I'm, I'm happy you, you mentioned this because even folks who are, uh, you know, even folks from academia uh, do respect this because what we do is, you know, what I try to do is really just give a, a very practical tools and then, you know, have you folks figure out a way and at the same time have a research and study and give you a ton of books and research and material so that, yes, you can go as deep as you want, but at the same time, not to be scared of, you know, oh, I have to read all the research papers. It's really all about application. It's all about, you know, living the life that we can um, kind of like help ourselves and help other people. And, you know, I always say, if you look at it, a lot of these tools and even what we mentioned today, uh, there's really not much new. This is, you know, our parents, grandparents, you know, told us, you know, told us to be gra grateful. They always- I'm not sure I understand. There you go. Now is uh, <laughs> Siri talking, wasn't Alexa? I know you don't understand, so I have to teach to, uh, 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 a little bit about positive psychology. Um, anyway, uh, such a pleasure, Malcolm. I know we'll get uh, another time to chat about your business because that's really important to go over you know, business and happiness. But till then, thank you so much, my friend, and I will talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks so much for thank coming. Thank you very much uh, for having me on here, Brent. So thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Take care. So my guest today is Malcolm Clark. Malcolm is actually my student who graduated uh, and received post-psychology master coach uh, certification. And he's the owner and founder of your positive coaching uh, company. So, hey, Malcolm, how are you, bud? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Brent? Sir? I'm doing great, I'm doing great. The, the one thing I wanted to talk to you today about is, uh, the course creation process. And the reason I wanted to do it is because I have a lot of students who really struggle. I personally think it's simple, but I've been doing this for years. But I have a lot of people who struggle almost like to get started or to finish it. And I know for you, I think it was like, you know, from zero to three months or something like that. Here's my first course. Was it about that time frame? It was about that time frame, yeah, it was. So to help folks really get started, you know, how do I create my first online course? 
um, I, I, I like to um, go over the process from, hey, you, you didn't have anything, you decided to, you make a decision, you made the decision, uh, and, and what, what was the first step? What did you do? Well, for me, it, it, come, it come in the way of, it just felt the right time to do the course because, okay. and by that is because I've been putting content on Facebook and Instagram. So I was doing like little short recordings in, um, in regards to uh, what I do and what I talk about. And it actually come to a point of, do you know what, I think a course is maybe the next step. So that's sort of where the course come into, into mind. And I actually remember, I don't know if you remember, you sort of said, oh God, I don't know how far I'll be going back now, if it's a year or whatever, you sort of said, would I consider a course? And at the time I said, no, 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 that's, <laughs> that's something uh, I definitely wouldn't do, but it just ended up coming across as an, the next step uh, in progression of what I want to do to uh, help my business. So, so I think if I recall what you started is, yeah, you said, well, I'm really not ready for the course, but I know we always talk about people, well, you're not ready for the course, but you got to start a recording, right? Because you can't just, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with the camera and so on, yes, it's going to take much longer, but uh, 30 seconds, a minute video, who cares? It goes on Facebook, Instagram, right? So I know that's how you started, right? Right. Right. Okay. So you started with this little, you know, a minute, two videos. And uh, I know like really, really cool advices. What you did is, um, and I think a lot of people may want to like, you know, copy that thing. You didn't just come on the camera and talk. You always said like very specific advice. Like in a minute or two, you told people exactly what to do, which was very powerful. And you didn't sell anything. That's another right. key, right? right? You, you were just there to help people because that's what we talk a lot about, right? We are here to serve. The sale will come, but we are here to serve first. So that's what you did. Okay. Uh, so you, you had a bunch of these videos and, uh, and then you, you were talking about, you were, you were working on the outline as far as I recall. So walk us through that process. Uh, how did you do that? And how did you put these videos? And I just want to make, uh, make clear one thing. Uh, I, I do know also what I'm really proud of what you did is um, it is absolutely fine for people to go to marketplaces and do it there. But you actually started your own website and you put course right there. And that's where you're going to have a coaching and everything in one place. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. How did you decide to go with the, with or have your own platform and what does that do for you today and what will that do for you in the future right so with having my own platform it, it helps having everything in one place because um as you know i'm not the most tech savvy person so i mean it having everything in one place made things easier in regards to uh creating the course and having everything I needed together um, to make it easier, you know, to put the course out there and to reach out for, to con you know, contacts with people and whatnot. So um, having a platform, at least it's, I knew where everything was. I knew where everything was and every, you know, and everything I wanted to create was gonna be in that one place. So 
for people who are no good at tech or aren't that good at tech, that is extremely helpful. Got it. And and, and full disclosure, I know this was on Kajabi and full disclosure, I am partnered with Kajabi. So we're not selling. I didn't know if I was meant to mention Kajabi or anything. So that's why I hadn't said that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. Giving full disclosure, but that's not really, it's, you know, whatever platform is out there looking for something that will give you a long term option, right? Because I see a lot of people make a mistake by, you know, going on one little platform, starting from whatever that is, let's not mention the tools, or it doesn't really matter. But then they realize I need this, and then I need this, and then I need to add this. And it basically takes a long time. You actually did, you started, right? That was me, that was me, yeah. I was one of them people, so I was doing that. I had bits all over the place. Oh, okay, so this is really important. So you had the bits all over the place, and now you, and then you combine, you put everything into one place. Okay. Right. Okay. So let's come back then to the course creation. You had some of these videos, then you started creating longer videos, right? And then uh, what did you do? You used some of the existing material and then you created a new one when you look at like bigger picture for the course. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So it's um, uh, with the course, I was in, like I said, by the way, all the videos on the course are all, I say freestyled. There's nothing, I haven't gone off any script or anything. It's all um, gone off from stuff that I've learned and then I've put it out there the way I use it and the way I understand it, which goes back to what you know I've said before about it's um, important to express positive psychology through um, your own perspective, I think. As long as it's obviously sticking to guidelines and or you know to uh you know what is actually right and or what is actually you know i'm not making up stuff it's just the way i um if that makes sense and so I yeah yeah i i i I think that's really the key in course creation especially the way that you know we want to do that yes there are people out there who go out google things learn things and teach that's not us. I know that's not you. That's right. not me. That's not what I teach people. It has to be from the heart. It has to be from your experience, from right. your knowledge, right. from your research, from your path. It has to be from you. It's got to be authentic you, right? That's how we teach. We don't want people just to go and, and learn something and, and teach. That's not, that's even if it makes money, you know, definitely we do not recommend that. Uh, so, Okay, so so you created, you had a little outline, then you were moving these videos around. Were you clear in the very beginning how this is going to look like? Oh, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, no, I wasn't. It's, um, I had a rough idea of what I wanted to do, but I mean, it. there was a lot of chopping and changing and sort of doing, um, I say trying, I say trying different things. It was more, you know, for example, it could have been the location of where I'd shot some videos and the quality of them and whatnot. I kind of, I knew the theme, but I didn't know how I was going to put that all into place. But and what, what, what was the team? And, and we didn't, you know, we didn't talk about that, but what was the team and what, what do you teach? So with the course, I've combined two sort of elements together. And it's, I say two elements, it's really 
two parts of the same thing. So we've got obviously positive psychology uh, in your life, which is the first part of the course. And that's where I'm uh, talking about uh, the PERMA model. And I talk about gratitude and um, uh, we've got uh, some other tools I talk about in there. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of the course is um, taking positive steps. And that is the resilience-based part of um, positive psychology, where, um, yeah, so that's a, more the resilience-based part of it. And I'm out walking. So I, the idea of that yeah. was to combine the activity or the exercise of walking with resilience. Because I like the idea of sort of show and tell and instead of just talk about it, explain how I can make it relevant to the exercise of walking. So I think that was the key because you didn't just teach people what to do, you show them what to do and you give them the real, you know, exercises, if you will. What, what, what you right. do, going out there, you know, running, exercising, whatever, recording that and show people actually how they can do it as well. Is that correct? That's correct. I mean, for me, it's... Um, Anyone who's fortunate to be able to walk, I think it's something we really should make the most of. And I also think walking is the most basic form of exercise we can do. Yes. And um, a bit like with a saying, you know, you can't walk or run before you crawl. It's very much, you know, you can't go on to running or doing many other forms of exercise um, without the walking process. So for me, it's a basic place to start off with again, for people that are able to walk. And yes, I then like the idea of then combining these aspects to uh, aspects of resiliency. So right. where, for example, talked about support, uh, support networks or uh, social networks, whatever you want to call it. Um, talk about, um, uh, what we got? We've got their support networks, we've got, let, let me ask you um, this points, while, yeah. while you're thinking of that. Let me ask you this. Uh, what was your biggest obstacle? Uh, we all go through them. What was your biggest obstacle of you know creating that course during, during uh, the creation process? And maybe, maybe let's even go back to a year ago or whenever you started thinking of that. And then you know, finally, maybe it took a year to like say, okay, now this is it, I'm doing it. What was your big obstacle? before you even got started creating this particular course that you did it in a couple of months? What was the biggest obstacle before? And what did kick to say, I'm doing it now, this is it. I, and you turn on the camera, I started recording. Uh, well, the, big, the biggest obstacle with, I mean, like I said, when I, it, like I said, it just felt natural to do the course. Uh, when I was like, okay, you know, the next step is the course. That just come from, obviously, like I said, after I've done the little videos and whatnot. But with putting the course together, I think the, like, time wasn't, even though it, I've managed to do it in maybe three months, time was still the big obstacle there because I originally, once I started, uh, got going, I thought I'll have this course done in a couple of weeks. So, so let's, let's talk about it for a minute. And I just want, I want to say this. Uh, you have a full-time job. 
with your full-time job, you have a really tough schedule. I just happen to know because you and I work together. You have a tough schedule. You have a shift that changes all the time. You don't know if you're going to be daytime, nighttime, half day, right? And, and that certainly was the biggest obstacle. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people have, you know, nine to five job. So it's much easier for them to do than it was for you. Yeah, so that, that balance was, um, you know, it, well, it was a big obstacle because it's um, very much like on my days off, yeah, I may have time to do it. And then obviously there's still time with the family that uh, is a right. priority. And then also uh, when you're back at work, you have to go back into work mode. And then it's when I'm off work again, it's like, okay, maybe this, this uh, set of days off work, I can't get as much done as I want. So that sort of built up levels of sort of frustration and, oh, is this ever going to get done? And, you know, it's so... Did, did you, you just said something that a lot of people go through. Did you, you just said, oh, I'll never get done. Did you go through this? Oh, it's oh, never going to yes. be done. Yeah, so, I did. It's like... <laughs> it's interesting, right? And then, and how did you overcome that? Because I have students who start something and then they go through that, I'll never get it done, I'll never get it done, go to downward spiral and they really never get it done. <laughs> How did you overcome that? What happens to say, no, I will get it done? What happens from- small, yeah. small wins, using small wins. Now, the way I was doing that with this is because I, say for example, so my day off, in, uh, before I'd have my first day off, it would be like, okay, I'm going to get uh, six videos done today. And that was, it's not as easy as it come across to maybe get the six videos done or even edited and whatnot. And then it would get this uh, disheartening or I hardly did anything. And it was like, well, <laughs> let me just start off by saying, I'm going to get two videos done. Yes. And then getting them two videos done was achievable. And it's, uh, you know, I've got the proof in front of me that I've made progress. Yes. So... Then if I was able to get a third video done, it's like, wow, I've gone above and beyond what, what I was planning. So instead of looking at it all as a big jigsaw in one go, I really started breaking it down into small wins and it made a big difference. So then it was like, okay, what I'm finding now is maybe I'm getting two videos done uh, on my days off or maybe, so it's like, okay, if I then... Uh, put that together in weeks over the next couple of months, I may get the course done by this day. So. And that's the key. So, and it's also the action. You were taking consistently actions, right? You were persistent, you were focused to get it done. Even when you got out of focus, you came back, right? You came back and, and, and you completed it. Um, so what would you suggest to folks who, uh, struggle with, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, then they maybe create one video, then month later, second one, then, you know, I just talked to one of my students yesterday, and she said, oh, you know, a year ago, it's been a year, I created a course, it was a big course, and, uh, and then I did the product launch and everything, and then I sold uh, three courses, and she stopped. I said, you sold three, that's amazing. That's great, why did you stop? And so a year later, she forgot all about, she moved to other things. She moved to other things. So how about 
you know, sticking to one thing and make that perfect. Don't keep jumping from one to another. I mean, you stick to that course until you complete mm. it, right? Right, yeah, 100%. It was, um, I stuck to the course, uh, completed it, but it's, uh, what I found important was to not be attached to it. Hmm. Because- What do you mean by uh, that? What do you mean by because, because I started off and I was, it was almost like, all I was thinking of when I'm doing the course was stressing about getting it done right. And then when I'm back at work, thinking about I need to, you know, I'm thinking of my days when I'm off, when I can do the course. And I think it was, you know, I was letting it become as important as it is to me. I was letting it become almost like a life source. You know, my life, and it's like, like, detach myself from the course. And that also helped with, like the results of the course, because mm. if I, you know, me putting out a course, I can't decide who decides to take the course or who, you know, want, you know, it's a case of, I've put this out because it's something I want to share with the world. Now, people will share, pe people who want to receive that, it's there for them to pick up, to, to go over and look at, you know, yes. uh, but I can't have a bearing on the results as such. I can put, I can make the course as good as I can and, putting my heart and soul into it but it's up to people who you know how they want to receive that and that sort of helped me because I haven't mm -hmm. like said to myself this you know I need 100,000 people to take this course and for it to be a success it's, you know uh, you, you there's one more thing that you did and uh and again I see a lot of students struggling with this and what you did is I recall very clearly you and I had discussion and, and I ask you, what is your expectations? You know, how many students and how fast do you want this to be, you know, in a shape where you want it to be from a sales perspective? And you said, what did you tell me? <laughs> you recall? I can't remember at the top of the top. Of the and you said, you said to me, no, I'm, a, I'm going to focus on to complete this, get it the best I can. Right. Then I'm going to give myself, you know, six months, maybe a year to like really start making money and start selling this. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this because they just want to create a course and start selling it day one. Right. But it, and, and maybe they can. Let's be honest. But there are a lot of other uh, circumstances around it. It's possible, but there are a lot of things. But but to be realistic. And that's what where your 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 what, what you did really, really well. Right to put the realistic expectations, considering that you have a full-time job, considering that you have all these shifts going on, considering that you need to do more marketing and more sales and more right social media and more community. A lot of these right. things need to happen to make it a big time. So is that, I mean, if there's one recommendation that I learned from you that I would tell other students, that would be that. Yeah, I do recall that now you're saying, and it's very much, if, like you said, it, if, if you're not putting, you know, all your hopes and everything on that in the way of, I need to make a, a return on this right now, then don't put that pressure on yourself. Put, you know, allow yourself, uh, you know, allow, allow it time to grow and develop and, you know, don't, you know, just don't rush, don't feel the need to rush a project, the product and, let it take its time sort of thing and I mean I'm I, I'm I'm in this for the long run so yes yeah thank so, you and, that, and that's what's important I'm in it for the long run and it's um 
I'm not expecting success overnight. And I think that's an important thing. And that's not because I'm not passionate, because the passion is there. Believe me, the passion and the hunger is there, but it's, I'm in it for the long run. And it's... Um, I, I think that's really the key. The key message is, are you in the long run or you want to make quick money? If you want a quick money, don't talk to Malcolm and I. That's not what we do. <laughs> we don't help people make quick money. But if you know, seriously, but if you long run, then this is the approach you take. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had um, uh, last week, I had a uh, um, really comprehensive three, four, three days training with some of the really, really amazing experts. And almost everyone said the same thing, right? You take that one program, you take 12 to 18 months at least to make it right, right? It doesn't, don't keep jumping back and forth with a million things. Focus, do the one thing, do it right. And uh, you will, you will find a customer as long as again, your heart is there, your passion is there and, and your goal is to serve, right? Can I say one other quick thing in regards to um, like the course with me um, is like what I found important is get understanding the balance between it being good of good quality and of your best, but also not trying to hit perfection. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I can put my hands up and say, I did some videos and then redid them and then redone them. And I mean, somewhere the line's got to be drawn because I think everyone could pick apart, pick holes in everything they've done. Yes. I mean, you know, I could sit there and be like, do you know what? That's not good enough. So I need to do it again. And eventually it's like, I'm never going to be satisfied with it. So it's, I think, you know, we know when something we've done something good and then it's kind of, like I say, get it out there and, detach yourself from it to a certain degree because otherwise you're going to keep poking away at perfection that's the way I feel when it's that that's where it gets dangerous because you know it's never going to get out there agree so you, thank you yeah. so much that, that's really one of the greatest advices just get it out there give it a shot see what happens you can always make it better you know right. I know I have some videos that are 10 years old they really look you know terrible right but people still connect with me by watching them you know, it's not about video quality. Yes, yes, it is video quality, audio quality, everything. But it's really about connection. It's, it's about real, people yeah. connecting it's with you. Saying, you I really, yeah, you being yeah. you, I want to learn from Malcolm. You know, he's somebody I can connect with, right? I, I, I got his message. That's really the key. That's really the key. 100%. So Malcolm, thank you so much, buddy. This was really great. I wish you good luck with that course and with your, thank you. with your, your positive coaching. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Speak soon. Take care. Thank yes. you. Bye bye. Become the Life Success Academy founding member. Go to academyoflifesuccess.com and click on founding member to get 60% off full membership.